2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Conception six is not sexy sex, right? <laughs> that is not sexy no, sex. I have at heard
1: all. ovulation schedules and stuff take oh all of my romance God. out of it. It's a oh.
0: job. Yeah. You project manage the shit out of it, right? <laughs> it's a job. I don't know why, but I just imagined you with a little hard hat and high vis on
1: there, Mel. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicki Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I am joined by none other than psychologist, author and star of Married at First Sight, it's Mel Schilling everybody. Woo! Hello
0: Vicky. hello everybody. Thank you for having me. Oh
1: me, the pleasure is all mine. Hearing your accent is absolutely lush.
0: <laughs> no, I feel the same about yours. I love yours. I could listen to you talk all day really love b- it because I feel like can you understand is all right because it's quite strong no I have trouble <laughs> I have trouble. <laughs> at least get <you're> honest <laughs> yeah no I do I've got to say we we had a girl on our last season of the UK one Nikita yeah. was she from a similar place to you so mate I literally was
1: one of the questions I was going to ask you I started watching uh-huh. that because everyone was like Oh my God, there's a girl from the northeast East, she's kicking off all the time. You need to yes. start watching it, she has brilliant TV. So I was like, shit. So I think yes. Nikita might be from, and I'm not sensitive about this, but she's from the other side of the okay. water. So she's from Sunderland uh-huh. Way. So more like where right. Sophie was from, from Geordie Shore. Um, right. Or Charlotte, okay. I, d- I don't know. But, yeah, she's, do you know what? Okay. much of a muchness. If you're from anywhere else in the it country. sounds similar to it me. It definitely
0: has yeah. that
1: distinctive yes. northeast twang. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. She it's been taking me a cracker. while that I'm
0: finally, I'm starting to be able to pick where different accents come from within the UK. So it's a steep learning curve, I tell you.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised, mate. Yeah, we have very... Uh-huh. For for the ear of someone from like the UK, the the different twangs are so distinctive and it's very obvious. Right. But honestly, yes. from anyone for anyone else, I think it's like it's a really difficult game to play. Do you? Have, yes. And I must sound really ignorant here, so forgive us. But do you have <laughs> the same thing in Australia? Are there different accents
0: for Not like you. Okay. There, there are, but it's very very subtle. So I, I think probably a, a Brit probably couldn't pick the difference. <laughs> It's really, really subtle. And most people would not notice the difference. I think you just, there's probably a sort of soft Aussie accent or there's a broad Aussie accent. And I sit on that continuum, that whole continuum, depending on who I'm talking with. It's funny. I just left a voice message just now for Charlene, you know, my colleague from Married at First Sight UK, and I just left her a voice message. And I'm in Sydney at the moment, and she just came back to me and she said, oh, Mel, your English accent has completely gone. You sounded like the strongest Aussie. I could barely understand you. You sounded like a bogan. A total bogan, (laughs) full-blown Aussie bogan. And I've only been here back here a week. So imagine
1: me after I've been here a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honest, Mel, I'm the same, though. So I yeah. live down south now, in, just outside London in Essex with me fella and me dog. Right. And um, whenever I go back up home, like, for a birthday or Christmas, or to see me family, whatever, I come back and can't like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, you yeah, can't understand like us at all. Yeah, and it's dead yeah. easy to do when you're around people, but I do have to soften yeah. mine. Being down here, I think. So,
0: do you soften yours for right. being in the UK? I do, and, and not consciously. I, I don't nah. realise I'm doing it, but it just it just subtly changes, and I start saying things like "To be fair." That's, that's <laughs> to be fair, I say that, and my daughter, she's seven. She started being saying "To be fair, mum," blah 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 blah. <laughs> We don't
1: say that. I'm so fascinated by your little family dynamic. So you have married Mm. a fella from Northern Ireland, is that right? Yes, that's right. From Whitehead. That's that's a strong accent, lass, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. And, And we met online, Vicky. So and so for the first six weeks, we didn't meet in person. And so it was all texting and i tried to have one conversation with the guy couldn't understand a word that came out of his mouth i had to hang up i couldn't <laughs> understand what he was saying not good for the romance <laughs> nor
1: but so obviously right Urkan's from down here and i'm from up north um and right. the argument we have Um, predominantly, and we have it a lot considering it's currently a fictional thing we're arguing about but it's (laughs) like, which accent our kids are going to have and he wants them (sighs) to sound like they're from London like him and I desperately want them to sound like they're from Newcastle like me Oh, where, right. where does your little girl sound
0: like she's from currently? Interesting. She So she's had a really eclectic upbringing so, yeah. upbringing so far because we all lived in Bali for two and a half years wow. where she went to nice. an international school. Yeah, and right. she was okay. surrounded by people from all over the world. Her teachers had all different accents, but certainly the Balinese people she came in contact with who learned English often learned it with an American accent. A lot yeah. of her little mates have that. American accents. Accents, but she doesn't. I would say she has an Aussie accent with a British kind of theme. You know, there are certain <laughs> with the, words with the British. influence. Northern Irish. A British no. influence. There isn't the Northern Irish in there. I mean, we we tease, we tease Gareth because of course he has the strong R. Yeah. So, and we don't, Aussies, we say art and fart. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice (laughs) example. yeah great well as you can imagine with a seven-year-old we talk a lot about the fart (laughs) (laughs) and gareth thinks we sound really posh when we say fart he says, oh, you're going to fart, are you girls? You're having a fart. <laughs> <He>
1: says fart. <laughs> I used to do loads of payers, like club appearances, when I was right. obviously younger. God, I, I probably would be no good now. Like one glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I used to do loads of them. And we did a lot of them in Northern Ireland. Like the show, oh. I was, obviously Jordan's show was huge over there. And I remember I adored the promoter's accents and everyone I spoke to. And this one thing, he was like, oh, Vicky, it's yeah. been a Disaster, like that was just <laughs> that. And it is stuck in my mind. So is that the same accent that Gareth has? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. Blast. Did they ever say? Oh, and I was scandered. scundered, scundered. <laughs> Does that mean mortal? Does that mean drunk? No. Embarrassed. I
1: was no. so embarrassed. No. I was scandered. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that gorgeous? I love that. No, I've I, not I'd say heard scundered. that one. Oh, but I love it. Mm. I would say skundad, which is awful. Skundad. Skundad. <laughs> all the, well, there's a whole mass of accents going on here, but I do think oh, they're yes. all gorgeous. and <laughs> um, yeah. I absolutely love, I mean, obviously I'm dying to talk to you all about Married at First Sight, the brand new series, mm. how you found the difference between the UK yeah. and the Australian one. But I'm going to mm-hmm. stick on Gareth for a bit, mate, because we're Please. on it, so why not? stick on him, stick <laughs> all over him. First of <laughs> okay. all, I just wanted to say, like, fucking good for you, mate. Like, I feel like your mm. story and your romance with him is not only beautiful, but super inspirational.
0: Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. How, how is it inspirational? I get that it's gorgeous, but how is it inspirational? So for me, like, I, again,
1: I'm, I hope I'm not sound, like, for me, dynamics of, like, finding love up north, I've always mm. found to be slightly different to finding, dyna- like, the, the re, like relationship dynamics down south. So okay. I was, I found myself a couple years ago, 31 and single, which in mm. London is nothing. Like, in London, it's absolutely normal. You've got women looking for, pursuing careers. You've got women, like, smashing their jobs. Up north, there is a lot more emphasis, I find, on finding a partner when you're younger, settling down, having kids, and being this, having this, like, family dynamic. So when I was Mm. 31 and single up north, like, I honestly believed there was something wrong with us, you know? Wow. And like okay. then I moved down south and realized hey there's so many women like doing it for themselves and yeah. sort of pursuing their careers and finding love later. But yeah, the reason I find you like really inspirational and powerful is because that is in some way conditioned in me that you should have like, mm. you know, found your happily ever after in your 20s or whatever. Right. Um and it took me a long time to realize that that's not the only way to do it. And, like, happiness comes at different parts in your life and different times. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I was single for my entire 30s, you know. So for me, that was all I knew, you know. Mm. And relationships were just not on my radar at all. It was all about career and travel and performing. And I had no, really no interest in guys. My friends used to say that I had F off written across my forehead if any guy came near me. (laughs) I was like, "Whoa, yeah, Ritching, resting beach
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bless you. So, hang on. You're saying mm. relationships weren't really on your radar. Have you not always mm. been a relationship expert then?
0: Well, I was a psychologist for 20 years. That's, mm. that's where I started and did loads of work um, in corporate. So working with a lot of leadership teams and, you know, women in business and, and that was sort of my focus. And I just found that so often I'd have these in-depth coaching conversations with women in their workplace and inevitably they'd want to talk about their relationships Or if they were single, they'd want to talk about dating or the fact that they really yearned for love and had put all their energy into their work life and not their love life. So it just naturally evolved that we would have these conversations about love and attraction and sex and sexuality. And that just happened very, very naturally. So I became really interested in it and ended up becoming retraining and becoming accredited as a dating coach so that was kind of where my career just naturally took me and then I found I was it was this weird parallel between my personal life and like the advice I was giving my clients I had to I had to kind of put my big big girl pants on and and take my own advice oh but that's really hard to do isn't it it's so hard
1: (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've sat there with my mates telling them you know, he's not respecting you. You need, him, uh-huh. you need to lay some ground rules. Or you need to do this or you deserve more. And then like, I go home and sit there. Obviously not now. I've got a lovely fella. But yeah, I used to go home and sit yes. there and think you should fucking take some of your own advice, quite frankly, uh-huh. you're hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. So hard. But then, yeah. so you were giving all of this advice. You'd organically found a new focus for your career. Did it make mm. you sort of think then like, oh, I'm actually more open to the idea of settling down? Did it make like...
0: Did it, like, broaden your horizons? What happened to make you sort of ev- feel like you to settle down? Eventually it did. Eventually yeah. it did, but not until my very late 30s, you know, and that wasn't my biological clock ticking at all. It, it, I didn't even think motherhood was no. on the horizon for me. You know, I used to say to my friends, this is just me, I'm single and fabulous and I don't want to be a mum and, you know, my life's all about travel and, you know, you know I was just convinced yeah. trying to convince myself and my friends would go oh yeah yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll just sit back and watch we'll see what happens yeah. you know and of course they that knowing smile yeah that knowing uh-huh. smile uh-huh. they yes. give you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's exactly what they did <laughs> yeah.
2: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
1: But then I think yeah. I feel like you met your husband in 2018, was it? Um, no, we met I mean, in, we met 2011. 20, 2011. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah.
0: twenty eleven. So you've been yes. together, what, 11 years
1: now? Yeah,
0: yeah. Congratulations. We have. We've been Big, married yes, for. But yeah, we've been together for such a long time. And, you know, we, soon after we got together, like at that point, we were both turning 40. So we kind of met, you know, at 39 and then instantly we were 40 and it was like, wow, okay, we're serious about this. What shall we do? I know, let's go off the pill. So I went off the pill and within about <laughs> 10 minutes. Sounds like pregnant. a good phrase night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Couldn't believe. I'd been on the pill for 20 years, went off it, boom, pregnant. Um, and was not ready. It was a rude shock. I was still, I mean, I'd been with this guy 10 minutes in my mind, you know, I was still very much in single selfish mode, super single kind of mode. And it was a big enough deal accommodating this new man in my world. And we'd moved in together and it was, there was so much change happening. And then all of a sudden my body was changing and I was not ready. I really wasn't. I think I was in denial for a big chunk of that time. And I just got to about 11, 11 and a half weeks and started thinking, oh, maybe this is what I want. Maybe I'm going to embrace this. And I remember I said to Gareth, okay, I'm ready to go and buy something for this little baby, you know, to accept that it's real, to finally accept that it's real. And I had a miscarriage. And it was. Oh really my hard. god, Matt. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was it was an incredible experience because I realized that I'd gotten to the point where I finally wanted it and then it was gone. So it just really consolidated for both of us how much we wanted to be parents and we wanted to do this together. And by this point, we were 40. Yeah. And so it wasn't that easy. It was, it was probably a fluke that I got pregnant so quickly, you know, because at that age what I started to learn because we started to have fertility treatment and try, you know, a whole range of different techniques. And, and what the doctors were saying to me at that point as I was sort of getting into the 41 year, 41st yeah. year of my life, was they were saying probably only one in five eggs is a good egg. So, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. It's like Russian roulette, you know, every time you try to conceive naturally. And we tried for a year. And i am got to tell you, conception sex is not sexy sex, right? <laughs> that is not sexy no, sex. I have at all. heard,
1: I have heard like ovulation schedules and stuff take oh all the romance God. out of it. It's oh. a
0: job. Yeah. You project manage the shit out of it, right? <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just imagined you with a
1: little hard hat and high vis on there, Mel. <laughs> little clipboard. You
0: know what? We started calling our bed the workbench. Get on the workbench. Okay, let's do the job. <laughs> and then legs up for you what? Know so, Some people might be into all that, Miss. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. It could. I mean, some people probably love it, but ah, oh, for me, it was just like oh, it's like a job. So look, it was a year of that, and it yeah. didn't work. So we ended up going down the IVF road, and and that was that was really good. That that worked for us. One cycle, and boom, amazing. Now we've got
1: Maddie. Oh, well, I am honestly so over the moon for you. I got a couple friends of my own at the moment. Thank you. So I've started my own fertility journey um, just this year. Um, right. We're going to freeze our, we're going to freeze embryos. That's what we're going to do.
0: Wonderful. And so much more successful than just just your eggs. So that is wonderful. Yes. Good for you.
1: I, yeah. I had no idea, you know, like um, it was Vogue yeah. Williams. She was a guest on the oh, podcast yes. and she said she'd in mm-hmm. into it. Oh, God. Yes, Vogue. Um, so, yeah, yes. so she uh, sort of said, you want to freeze, that what you want to do is freeze embryos. So that got me thinking yes. and yeah, we have obviously we're getting through that journey now. Um. But yeah, oh, I, uh, I've i recently started talking about it. And it's only because of that, that so many people have started messaging me on Instagram, and the, the sort of right. the dialogues being started. I'm actually mm-hmm. so, I think probably because it's never really been on my radar before. Like you say, you know, I think I had a lot mm-hmm. of similar similar thought processes about having kids. I was too career-focused. I was doing this, I was doing that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I I was really shocked at how many people actually go through IVF. It's so common.
0: Yes. So common. It is, it is. And it's hard. It's so important that your relationship is strong yeah you know before if, if you're if you're in a relationship many of many people of course do it on their own but you know it made me realize just how important that that bond and that teamwork you know really is because as the woman you go through such a tough time physically emotionally you know from on every level psychologically it, it is such a strain mm.
1: that's I'm on me I'm like just having PMS at the moment, right? And honestly, I took myself to bed last night at say about eight o'clock because I was like looking at Urkan and I was just, I was literally looking at him thinking, you're an arsehole. And I know he's not an arsehole. He's a lovely, yeah. Yeah, It was that. And I was literally like, I know you're something inside of us was like, I know you're not an arsehole. I know you're a lovely man. But this red devil that is like wanting Uh to call through my veins is telling me you're an arsehole. So I'm going to go to bed before I can treat you like an arsehole.
0: Good move. Yeah. Good move. Good move. Good strategy there, Vic. Let me tell you, once you get on the, the IVF hormones, yeah. expect that to be ten times stronger.
1: This is what I was gonna ask. So am I in for like yes. a fucking so oh God.
0: And so is he. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's
0: what I was about to yeah. say. Poor poor fucking Urkan. Oh god. Yes, the poor okay. thing. But do you know what I think the hardest part and for you to to prepare yourself for it? Yes, the moods are, you know, up and down, and that's that's tough, but I think the hardest part and the cruelest part of going through fertility treatment is when you're going through it, so when you're injecting yourself and, you know, getting all of those extra hormones on board, it's like yeah. your body tri- tricks you into being into feeling mm. like you're pregnant and, you know, oh, you could be bloated. I remember I looked down and I was as bloated as though I was six months pregnant and everything in my body, it was like it was mimicking pregnancy, and so when you go through that oh, and I then like get I'm to going the to cry. end of the cycle, well, it's, you just, I want you to feel prepared for it, Vic, because once you, yeah. once you no, go through that. I need to hear this. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really good for you to know because you've got to be able to say to yourself, no, this is not real. I'm not pregnant yet. This is just the hormones. This is just the process because you know, the, the chances are that, you know, your first cycle might not be a successful one. Most people's aren't. It's very, very rare from what I understand to, to fall pregnant the first time. So you've just got to be able to do that mind over matter and say, no, I'm not pregnant. This is my body mimicking pregnancy and I'm on the journey. I'm not pregnant yet. Yeah, it's
1: Like I, I feel like it's obviously I know how hard it is being a woman like I do feel like I love being a girl. I love all of my feminine qualities. But, God, we do get that, like, raw end of the deal sometimes, don't we?
0: Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. But so much of that is what makes us the strong, resilient, incredible superwomen that we are, and I love that.
1: Oh, I wouldn't want to be a stinky boy, I don't think. No. 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 Definitely not. No. I wouldn't know what to do with a willy. Oh, for starters, I'd have no clue. I <laughs> <laughs> can't feel I have no bullpen. clue
0: either. Like, I grew up in a family full of women. Every dog we ever had was a woman. And we've just got, in my new family, we've just got our first puppy and it's a boy. And he's got this lipstick and I don't know what to do with it. Every time it comes out, I freak out. It's like this little red thing. It's like, ah, what do I look like? I want to oh, accidentally
1: touch it. Oh. <laughs> not fair. Oh, we've we've got to- We've got a boy, we've got a boy dog as well, my lord. Oh, no. And whenever, oh. like, obviously he has a willie too, and I call yes. it his nunny, which is, like, obviously so, so emasculating for him. Erkan goes mad. I'm like, oh, is that your nunny? He's like, it's not his nunny. I'm like, oh, God, calm down. Someone's got some insecurities. Yes, he's all protective. Of his
0: beasts. Yeah. Oh, that's Don't so call funny. It that. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: Mel, it's been such a pleasure yeah. talking yeah in part one. I'm gonna get I'm gonna oh, have you back in part it. two to
0: talk all. goss. Is that okay? Let's do that. Yes! <laughs> Yay!